Welcome to Camping Cast. I'm Tammy. I'm Erin. And this is our Cam... Nope. It's our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 10, Episode 13 of 7th Heaven. The title is, And Baby Makes Three. The IMDb user synopsis is, Martin refuses to drop baseball training to go to Sandy, who was giving birth, even though Eric begs him. Martin gets a surprising full scholarship offer from nearby Sequoia College, a future after all. Rose is nagging about Simon wanting to stand by her friend Sandy, causes him to question the marriage plan. She is obsessing about her dream wedding, but reconsiders, even about parenting. Kevin patiently convinces Lucy that his husband-at-home dream squares ideally with a second child wish. Martin goes to visit his newborn son in hospital, where both grandfathers commit to help each other for their offspring's sake. Oh, either... What was your first impression of this episode? Uh, I just wanted to say that the IMDb user summary copied our... Read into the same things we read into. Yes, and also intellectual property. (laughs) It's ours. We didn't... But they formed the opinion before, like the... Right, I guess, whatever. Fine. <laughs> um, it published before we did. That's true. So, let's see, where were we? Um, Your first impression. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. It was a good episode, I think. Um, I think it ended up being more about other people than it was about Sandy and the baby. And I also have to agree, while while Erin and I were watching it, she pointed out that she didn't like, like this like random turnaround that's happening in Martin's character. Uh, he spends the all of this season not wanting to be involved with this baby or with Sandy, and then suddenly he gets and like he's just like me, me, me. This is all happening to me. And suddenly he gets like a college offer, and that college offer changes his mind. Like a random white stranger coming to him and saying, "It doesn't actually." You know what? A random stranger <laughs> coming to him and saying, "A lot of me- a lot of boys end up in similar situations, but it matters what you do after." is apparently the thing that he needed because he's like, I want to do it. I want to be a part of his life. Oh, yeah, it's it's a boy. Um, yeah. yeah, it... Surprise, the boy. It's, it's irritating because I would have enjoyed this more if it, like, was Martin coming around slower. But mm-hmm. now he's all in, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Sort I mean, of. and he's like, we should... Well, we'll get to it. So the cold open begins with Sandy... At the hospital, yep. and she is making a phone call. Well, she, she's there alone, and the nurse, like, she's trying to track someone down to help her. And finally, a nurse is like, "Okay, like, are you here alone? Do you have anyone you can call?" And she's like, "Well, the baby's father wants nothing to do with me." And she, so uh, the nurse is finally like, "Okay, do you have a friend you can call?" So she calls it, uh, calls up Rose, and Rose is just like. No, we can't keep dropping everything to come and, like, help you out. So Simon only hears one end of the conversation. He has no idea what Sandy has told Rose. And then um, when she hangs up, Simon's like, what's going on? And Rose is like, Sandy just wants our help again. And then Simon's like, okay, you're not going to tell me what's going on. That's fine. Um, That's the cold open. Yeah. So uh, before we get to Sandy and her giving birth storyline, we're just going to talk about some of the other things that are happening in the episode. Um, so as the synopsis said, Lucy and Kevin wants another baby, um, but Lucy doesn't because she feels very overwhelmed already, even though she's not really mothering. Well, she's like working full time yeah. and also mothering. Um, she's saying like, you know, I, it wouldn't be us having a baby. It'd be me having the baby. And I'm already like 
overwhelmed and confused and I'm always like misplacing things and clearly I'm not organized enough to have another baby um like what would you know about it anyway all you do is stay at home like kind of like mm-hmm. she doesn't really acknowledge the fact that he's doing a job of his own by taking care of the house and taking care of the kid while she's away um and that's kind of what's happening with them uh, until like the end of the episode when they steal Sandy's baby <laughs> they reconcile and it's not really like I mean I don't think it was really a fight it, and yeah. I also don't think that Lucy ever like came out and said like it wasn't a we're never going to have another baby it was yeah. like not right now yeah, like yeah, yeah. I am not ready right now so um that's just generally like I don't think it was really like a falling out or anything also they just adopted two dogs so like come settle down there's a lot to be done Right now, because they got the baby and the dogs, and it's all new. So, settle down, Kevin. <laughs> um, with Rose and Simon, uh, so this episode kind of starts out with Rose being obsessed with the color theme of the wedding, and Simon not really being into it. He's like, oh, we're always talking about the wedding. Why are we always talking about the wedding? Then he gets a phone call from Lucy, and it's like, why aren't you at the hospital? Sandy's having her baby. And then Simon kind of turns around on Rose and is like, why didn't you tell me that the problem was that Sandy was having her baby, not that, like... He was like, we have to go there, and, like, because... Oh, and I guess a little... To backtrack a little bit on this, before Rose gets the call, or maybe shortly after the call about Sandy being in labor or whatever, Rose is, like, asking Simon how he feels about different colors, and he's like, yeah, whatever, and she's like, you don't even care, and he's like, I don't... And she's like, these are colors for the wedding scheme, and he was like, of course we're talking about the wedding. He was like, that's the only thing you talk about. So Simon's getting a little frustrated with this. So so this is like strike two, I guess, for Sandy in this day because he's like, why wouldn't you tell me that Sandy was in labor? And then Rose is like, because I am jealous of how much time you spend with her or whatever. Or no, she didn't say that yet. But she feels but, but like she but, feels but, it. Yeah, but Simon gets angry with her and he's like, I don't even think I... She... Cause, Rose doesn't want to go to the hospital, and Simon is like, that is your friend, and you're an asshole, and I don't even think I want to marry you. Um, and then he leaves, and that's the... And he goes Apparently to the hospital. Apparently they've, they've broken up. So they've broken up, yeah, because then Lucy gets to the hospital, and she asks Simon where Rose is, and he's like, I don't know, we had a little fight, but then Rose does eventually appear at the hospital with some sort of gift. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. And she's like, explains, like, I am, like, this is like my worst fear. I didn't tell you that Sandy was in labor because you spent so much time with her. And also your lack of interest when I'm talking about the wedding makes me feel like you are just like, you're not interested in actually getting married and that we're not actually going to get married. And that's like, she's just like, I'm upset because you don't seem really invested in planning the wedding with me. Um, and she said she doesn't like hospitals. Um, her whole thing is, like, she doesn't really want to be involved in the before of the birth or the during of the birth. But or the like, after. Um, and, like, oh, I'll, like she'll come see Sandy after the baby's born, but she doesn't really want to be there for any of the rest of it. It's, like, Sandy's problem or Martin's problem, not theirs. It's not their family, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the turning point is that she does something while Sandy's in labor. Like, this all happens off screen. And, like, somehow helps with the delivery because this turns Simon's entire, like... He's like, wow, you're going to be such a fantastic mother. I can't wait to have kids with you. We are going to get married. And I don't want to wait until next May. I want to get married this May. 
because Rose they is like, kids. they want kids right now. And Rose is like, I'm not going to have a baby until I'm married. So he's like, Simon has now got baby fever and wants to get married right away. Yeah. So they've now accelerated this wedding to be happening much sooner and have given us some contrived bullshit as to why all of a sudden Simon loves her. Like, I feel like... Right, she did this one action, changed his entire view about her. We will mention that when Simon mentions to Lucy at first that they've broken up, Lucy's smiling, and Simon knows that Lucy's smiling, and Simon is like, wait, did you all really think that she wasn't the right woman for me? And it's like, yeah, nobody really thinks that it was the right person for her, for him. And even though he's been contemplating this in the same, in the matter of hours, <sighs> he's getting married way sooner than he was before. Right. Um... Uh, there's not much... Oh, the Ruthie. Ruthie Martin and, and yeah. Ruthie, yeah. So we don't... I forget how we like really come to find out about this. Like Ruthie's getting ready to go to school, but yeah. she's leaving early because she's going before school with Martin to the batting cages because he has a scout coming from a single-A ball club, the Modesto Nuts, to come and watch him practice and basically scout him to potentially sign him to a minor league contract so he's getting a little bit of practicing Wait. before school um so we learn later on that he's actually already like the rockies have already basically signed him yeah recruited him yeah but he has to start with single a so he's already like quote-unquote recruited by the modesto nuts but he thinks that it's just another like the same scouts just coming again to just get offer him to come earlier yeah um, so that's why Ruthie is going with Martin, but once Ruthie leaves, we find out from the Rev and Annie that the scout is not a Modesto Nut Scout, it's, it's a, another college yeah. scout or whatever, because this happened before when they were going to recruit Martin, and then the Rev sent, like, someone from a college. Uh, anyway, uh, Martin is still being an asshole to everyone, like, Ruthie's trying to talk to him at the batting cages, and he's like, you need to sit down and shut up because you're going to distract me. Then his phone starts ringing because it is Sandy, who is in labor. And Ruthie's like, do you want me to pick it up? Do you want me to look at who's calling? And he's like, no, I'm not going to look at my phone or any of my messages until after practice. So that sets up the whole, like, Sandy's going to be trying to get in touch with him all day, but he's ignoring his phone until after baseball practice. So he won't see it until far too late. So Ruthie, like, so Ruthie's entire motivation throughout this She's lying and saying she's just being a good friend and, like, being there to support Martin and they're just doing this, like, completely platonically. But you can tell that Ruthie is thinking that this is the beginning of finally her time to shine with Martin. Like, Martin's asked her to come to the batting cages and every other person who's gone to the batting cages with him has been the love interest, like Cecilia and... Meredith, I forgot her name. Be like that other girl, yeah. uh, uh, and but the Rev and Annie are, like also make this clear because they're like she's not just being a good friend. No, we know she's, she's still trying to find a way to make her dreams of being with Martin come true. So once everybody, we'll talk about how this all happens. But once everybody finds out that Sandy is in labor and she's in the hospital, the Rev goes to, to the school to get Martin. But Martin is, again, as Aaron said, being an asshole because he's like, I'm not doing anything until after the recruiter and I'm going to practice and I don't want anything. I don't want to do like I have. I don't even know what I'm going to do if I go to the hospital. So I'm not going. And before this, I'm sorry, before this happens, before the, like the rev comes in, Ruthie like convinces Martin to let him watch that her watch the baseball practice yeah. because she was like, you did so well when I was at the batting cages. And so she keeps, like, again, she's trying to, like, insert herself in more of a, like, 
doting girlfriend capacity in his life than like just like a plain old friend capacity. And when they both find out about the Sandy baby, Ruthie is devastated because it means that she needs to go take care of the twins and can't stay for batting practice and be quote unquote Martin's support. And Martin's like, I don't give a shit about this. And no matter what the rev says, he's like, I'm not going. Um, so anyway, the baseball practice happens and Martin goes um, and he meets up with the Sequoia College person, as was uh, noted in the user synopsis. And um, basically they're like, we are going to give you a full scholarship to play baseball. And that way they were like, if you go straight into like sign a minor league contract now, um, you don't know what could happen and you'd be better off like... You'd, you can get your education for free and still play baseball. And then if something happens down the line where you can't play baseball anymore, you will have your college education to fall back on. So Martin is like, oh, well, this sounds pretty good. Um, so he's like, oh, I think I'm going to go to college now. Although the whole reason he was like, I'm going to play baseball instead of college was to make money. <clears throat> but um, I guess that he doesn't see the need to make money now because he won't be spending money on college. I don't know. Uh, no, he is there. They tell him that he can get a job on campus. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's obviously not going to be baseball money, but he's yeah. getting a job well, but on no, campus. No, minor league baseball players make like no money at all and they can hardly afford their living expenses. And like, that's being a minor league baseball player is like, I, I was thinking this too when he was like, I have to go play baseball so I can make money. And I'm like, that's not what you would be doing for like the first like three to five years. So the catch is obviously that the semester has already started. So he would have to school and start school immediately. He has the SAT scores. He already has the grades. So he is doing the thing that everybody seems to be doing on seventh heaven, which is graduating early somehow um, and going to college. Well, we already, okay. We, I was wondering this too, in the past few episodes, I guess they needed to keep Martin around, but prior to like earlier in the, the first half of the school year, Martin was like, Oh, I already have enough credits so I'm going to finish, like, with cla- the classes part of high school after, like, the first semester. Yeah. And then the second semester, I'm just going to be playing baseball. So he's already, like, I was like, why is he still going to school all the time? But now they're like, oh, look, guess what? He actually did already finish. And I don't know that any place actually lets you start college early. But good for him. I guess maybe he can go, like, work out and play baseball, with the, like, work out with the team or whatever. I have no idea how they're going to pull this off, but they will, because in, like, Seventh Heaven Reverse, you can do these things. Um, And this kind of leads us all back to Sandy. So, um, the whole thing with Sandy, and, like, I want to say the first half of this episode, is that nobody's picking up their phone, and that she's all alone, and she really wants things to go fine for herself and the baby, and the only person that she really has is this nurse. Um, Finally, I think Lucy picks up her phone, and Lucy and Lucy hadn't been picking up because she had lost her yeah. phone, so it's not you know. Yeah. But as soon as Lucy finds out, she jumps in the car and goes to the hospital. So. And she kind of is the one that rallies the troops. She the, is the one that tells the Rev, who tells Annie, Simon. Yeah, she's the one that tells Simon. That's how Simon. Simon's the first one to get there. Then Lucy shows up. Then the Rev and Annie, and they're they're followed very immediately after by grandfathers. So we have both. Brewer, who comes with a massive beard, I think it's kind of precious that he did that. And uh, what's his name? Sandy's father. Ed. Ed Jameson. Yeah. Um, who's nine weeks sober. Nine weeks sober. I'm so proud of him. And also he stopped making the weird pauses in his acting, because I guess that's to signify that 
He is sober. He brings roses. Rose, roses. Some type of roses. Yeah. They have a conversation. They talk about what kind yeah, of roses, roses they are, like a short stem, I don't know, something like that. I thought it was like Rosalitas or something. Like, like they haven't. Well, that would make sense if a short stem, a tiny rose, Rosita. Yes. Um, Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But they both, they come bearing gifts. They have like a little, like, okay, they're like, oh, it's great that Ed is sober. And they have like a little bonding session. And they're talking about, because everyone still thinks that Martin's father is in the CIA and not the landscaping business. But he's like, no, I only got here late because I had to finish up a job. And um, apparently Sandy's father is also in the horticulture business. So Bo Brewer is like, I think I'm going like that I'm gonna be losing my job soon and will you give me a job with you even though I'm not actually good at what I do? Um so and they're Sam, going into business together. Yeah, they're going into business together. It's a very touching scene between grandfathers. Um so the whole thing is right that Sandy is alone, but then when everybody comes to see Sandy, she's not there anymore because she's told to go for a walk. So she ends up going to the wa- a walk that takes her to a movie theater where she's watching a movie by herself, which is when she gets like into labor pains. I guess I like I don't. The, I guess like serious contractions yeah. because she said you know when she first went to the hospital she said she was experiencing contractions. So but like now she's like I guess they're stronger and yeah. closer together and it's like signifying that the baby is imminently arriving. So there's a tense moment where she's all alone. She can't even walk like out of the movie theater, but somehow like we don't see this harrowing journey, but she, she makes gets, it from, yeah, yeah, she gets, she gets back to the hospital um, and the uh, whole, secretly and yeah, nobody knows she gets there. The whole joke is that like at this point, uh, Simon and Rose are reconciling. So in the background, you see her coming in a wheelchair, like really struggling and they're like hugging and like kissing and shit. And it's like, Oh, nobody's noticing Sandy. Like they're all here, but they don't, know she's here and that kind of goes on for like a hot second until the nurse is like oh yeah she's she in had the baby yeah. everybody can go see her now and they all there's like this montage which i think is supposed to be um like this woman's work by kate bush but because amazon or whatever doesn't have the rights it doesn't happen but it's a montage of people going in one at a time or two at a time to see this new baby it's a baby boy we have like Grandfather Ed, then gr- Grandfather Bo, then Annie and uh, the Rev. Rev, and then like Kevin and Lucy. And, oh, and oh, Simon we, and Rose. We, and we didn't talk about this, uh, but one after the conversation Martin has with this coach, this or this guy from Sequoia College, he comes running out the like of practice to Kevin, being like, "You need to take me to the hospital." Um, and right before we see we see Martin, Ruthie's trying to convince Kevin to let her stay so she could watch Martin's practice because Martin needs her. But then as soon as Martin needs to go to the hospital, Ruthie's like, I need to go to the hospital. Right. And then Kevin's like, you have to go home. And then he's like, I have to drop you at home. You have to babysit the twins. And she's like, just bring me and the twins and I will watch them in the hospital. And then... She call, he's like, only if your parents say it's okay. So she calls the Rev and Annie, and they say it's okay, and they all pack up the family van to go see Sandy at the hospital where Martin gets to meet his son. I'd just like to say right before we talk about this that Ruthie, I don't understand what Ruthie's game is. She clearly still has feelings for Martin, and like she's like, don't you want me there, Martin? Don't you need me there, my support and stuff? And Martin's like, I don't really think it's important that you should go, but she's like, no, I should go. I should be there. And my just thought process is she wants to be there for 
Martin because she still thinks her and Martin can be a thing, and she feels like she could probably be in control of the situation more if she's part of both Martin and Sandy's life to try to, like, get the Martin-Ruthie endgame that she wants. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so now the pivotal moment... Well, she's just moment, like, wherever you go, I go. <laughs> the pivotal moment is Martin meeting his son... Which totally changes his personality. Just crazy. Um, it's like they flipped the switch. So he's like pacing back and forth outside of the hospital room. Ruthie comes out and gives him a hug. And then he like stands for, pauses for a minute near the door and goes in. And like uh, Sandy is like, this is your son. And he's like, wow, he's perfect. Like, good job. Um, and then Martin explains like, basically what happened with the baseball stuff and how he's going to go to college now and how he thinks that they should work together to, you know, he's like, maybe we can work on being like good friends so that when we raise our son, we can like really do the best that we can. And I'm like all in now on the, well, I don't think that Martin was ever in like ever had any intention to like not be a part of like supporting the baby either financially or like possibly emotionally but he seems now like he's like now I'm really gonna you know because at first he was just like I need to go play baseball so I can like pay child support and now he's like not just so concerned with that he's like I'm gonna be able to be around in the baby's life like as a physical presence instead of just like sending monetary support and we everything's gonna be perfect even though just a few like moments before in a scene earlier Martin was still harping on about how everything was bad was happening to him and this was the worst thing that could happen to him and it was going to ruin his life now he has totally changed his perspective and now he's like I can't wait to be a part of my son's life um and this is when they name him Aaron he's named off of um Martin's Martin's dad's father so Martin's grandfather Mm -hmm. or he's named after Aaron Carter or Aaron Spelling or Hank Aaron or I'm out of errands. I don't know. There They're Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Um, and so this is like the beginning of a new chapter in Sandy and Martin's life. Although, bye Sandy. <laughs> this is this is bye Haley. Haley. This is Haley Duff's last like contracted episode for this season. We obviously see her again yeah. in the yeah. But like apparently she was only contracted for the first thirteen episodes of the season, and I don't think we're going to see her as a regular until. Are you sad? Yeah, actually, because I finally like her, and now she's gone. Um, But yeah, uh, it's a baby boy. His name's Aaron. Martin's a completely changed man. Ruthie's still in love with Martin. Uh, Status quo. uh, Rose and Simon are getting married married. super quick. and uh, Kevin and Lucy are Kevin and Lucy, and and they have two dogs. They will eventually have another baby, but maybe not so soon. So uh, that is it for this episode. What would you rate it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna like give the last one a four, right? I'll give yeah. this one. I'll give this one a five. Oh wow! Because, okay. Um, I don't think you've ever. I think you usually don't rate that high. So I, I don't. It's usually on the skew towards the two, three. I'm feeling generous today, and you're getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. I'm Even giving. Even though it's not near Christmas, but. giving thank. But well, this will be. It's after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. So, um, all right. What are you rating it? Um, four point five. Wow. See, you're giving it a high rating too. Yeah, I the only thing I don't the only thing I really dislike that happened was Martin's like just like he saw his son and his life changed, which I know people say like that's what happens, but he's also only like 17 or 18 years old, so I think it's different for like 
when people who actually want a child get a child child that versus like someone who was like seeing this as ruining their life. So, um, if you want to see baby Aaron, check us out on our social media. Um, we are at Camden cast show on both Instagram and Twitter. We are also on facebook.com slash Camden cast and listen to our episodes, which are uploaded newly every Wednesday and Saturday. Um, on the iTunes, Apple podcast app, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud.com slash Camden Cast. I'm Tammy. I'm Aaron. This is Camden Cast. <laughs>